0: I said welcome to the sports podcast welcome to the sports podcast
1: welcome to the Dirty sports podcast I'm your host Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey Nochilprano.
2: Good morning, Andy. Morning, morning.
1: How are we feeling on this? Hey, now, ah, oh, there's that, a reference. How many dirtballs will get that?
2: The I, I wonder how many will get the original versus like Howard. What is the original? Oh, Andy. Andy, that's shameful. I mean, now that's the Larry Sanders show. Hank from the Larry Sanders show. I did not know that. I didn't really watch that. Oh, my God. I mean, well, good news for you. You 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 should watch it. That should be something you and your significant other start immediately. So good. Legendary comedy program. How many seasons did that run? Um, I don't know. Maybe five or six. Yeah. Truly one of the great comedy shows of all time. I, 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 and you know what? This is great. This is for all the dirt balls out there. I know a lot of dirt balls are younger. Um, if you never saw Larry Sanders, it's great. It's basically like a late night talk show. Think Letterman. Uh, but behind the scenes, a lot of it's behind the scenes. And Larry Sanders is the main character and Hank is his like Ed McMahon sidekick. And he goes, Hey, now I didn't know. That. I thought that was just from the Stern
1: it's show.
2: Unbelievable.
1: Hey, you learn stuff, right? I learned something already. Learn something. I I hope people learn from us, Joe. I hope there's a lot. to. Learn, I hope they right?
2: do too. I hope they learn to watch Larry Sanders. I might, I might rewatch Larry Sanders. Maybe that's going to be my next thing. Maybe I'll see if, my, my significant other has ever seen Larry Sanders, and if not, make her start watching it. I
1: thought of dirty sports yesterday. I thought of the many conversations we've had regarding um, the greatest of all time with basketball, Kobe. I had I, I want to give a shout out who who's really helped me out on, on areas I couldn't get to painting. Shout out to my painter, Telly. Great name, by the way. It's his legal name, Telly. But Telly, I, I got to school you on some things. If, Is if Telly was, short
2: for like Martel or something? No, it's just Telly. It's a great name. Named after
1: Savalas? I think so. Telly, I'm going to give his full name because he's not going to care. Telly Cools. That's his real name.
2: <laughs> Unreal. Isn't that a great name? Yeah. His dad was like, I want my son to be a porn star. <laughs>
1: Well, he brought, he knows I do dirty sports. I know he's listening now. He brought up, we were debating the goat in basketball and it's fine. You know, he's Jordan and that doesn't yeah. bother me, but where it went off the rails and I said, tell you, we're going to have to have lunch sometime and really get in this. But he said, Kobe was better than LeBron. And I was like, yo, 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 yo. And he used killer instinct
2: as one of his arguments. Love you love to see it. You love to see it. If if early in the conversation, just the phrase "killer instinct" or "drive" or anything like that ever comes up, you, that's when you go, "Oh, you have nothing." So now, if we have a debate, you have nothing. It's like if you're going to play, you know, if you're going to get into a a, a, a gunfight with somebody, and the first thing they do is they show you like their finger pistol. They're like, "I got you." You're like, "Whoa, do you yeah. not really have a gun over there?"
1: <laughs> I know. Well,
2: it, it's funny to me. I hope you said. I hope you said to him, Telly. I was once a man like you. I was once a man who used <laughs> killer instinct as an argument. As an argument.
1: He's gonna be tough, though. He's gonna be tough, though. I can already tell because I was like, dude. You know, Kobe didn't win a single Finals MVP with those Shaq ones, and you know he would never win a single playoff series without Shaq or Pellet. So, not a single one. And he threw 81 points at me. I'm like, bro, he had 81 points against the Raptors, and they barely won.
2: Yeah.
1: They won by, like, two points that game. It was close. I know it was in the, within five.
2: 81 points. Who cares? Yeah. LeBron's fourth in assists now. Bro, you don't even – what are we even talking about? I, I mean – All time. I'm so, but Andy, I'm so glad you brought that up because you know what? We are as, and I, I blame you 100%, I blame you 110%, I blame you 150%, but we have fallen into the very common uh, practice that is happening in all of sports media right now. LeBron James passed Steve Nash for fourth on the all-time assist list. He is three to four games away from breaking Kareem's scoring record, and no one, Fucking talks about it. Honestly. Here's the other thing. The scoring record is great. The scoring record is the achievement of all achievements. The scoring record is in my opinion, the thing that should make people who are reasonable and on the fence about LeBron go team LeBron when it comes to the goat conversation. But The fact that in the same week, he passed Steve Nash in all-time assists and now is literally behind Stockton, Chris Paul, Jason Kidd all-time in assists is why on the deeper, more complex level, there isn't even an argument. There isn't even an argument. Can you imagine being all the all-time leader in points and fourth in assists as a guy who's 6'8", six, 6'9", six, as a guy who is a facilitator first and a scorer second? Listen, in sports, and I'm not the world's biggest hockey fan, but in sports – You know, we talk goat, goat, goat. And I'm so glad that he has the Great One as his nickname instead of, you know, Hockey Goat or whatever. The Great One is the ultimate perfect nickname because when you hear Wayne Gretzky stats, if Wayne Gretzky never scored a goal in the NHL, he would still be the all-time points leader. That kind of shit goes like, what are we talking about here? He just is far and away. And, and, and listen, I've heard a lot of these arguments recently about um, Ovechkin is the greatest goal scorer of all time. Cool. I'm not a big hockey guy, so I'm not really going to dive into that argument, but, like, cool. I don't care. From an absolute elementary understanding of sports, the guy who has the most points in NHL history could lose – his all time leading goals and still be the leader. This is why Wayne Gretzky is the undisputed greatest. And this is why LeBron James is the undisputed greatest. No one is on both of those fucking lists except LeBron James. No top 10 scorer. I don't, I, I honestly don't even know how far you'd have to go down the list to get to the first person that is on both lists. And now listen, rebounding and blocks and defense, that's all part of the game too. But the name of the game in basketball is obviously scoring and assisting on points and scoring points is the name of the fucking game. And don't even get me started on the fact that Wayne Gretzky also gets the assist for the pass to the pass, which LeBron James would. If LeBron James got a half an assist for the pass to the pass, he'd be the all-time leader in assists and the all-time leader in points. It's insanity. He is the GOAT. What so the he, fuck are we talking about?
1: Well, so here's a great stat I saw. And again, I know this can be apples to oranges because it's it's different eras. But here's a good one. Uh, wait, where is it? That I saw comparing... It was comparing Jordan... To LeBron at age 28. I'm sorry, 38. Excuse me. So here it is. So LeBron versus Jordan in their 38-year-old season. Yeah. I mean, it's not even close. Like, people are going to say, oh, Jordan played all the games. Jordan did this. Jordan played all
2: the games? Jordan skipped. That was after Jordan's second Retirement. Yeah. That was with Jordan. He didn't play all the games. In fact, he took off four fucking full years of games.
1: So in their 38-year-old season, Jordan averages 30. LeBron average uh, I'm sorry. LeBron averages 30. Jordan averages about 23. LeBron eight and a half rebounds. Jordan five and a half rebounds. Assist. LeBron seven. Jordan five. Field goal percentage. Huge difference. LeBron over 50%. Jordan above 41%.
2: It's pretty crazy. What's crazy is that people are even still fucking doing this. What are we talking about? He just passed Steve Nash. Yeah. In assists. He just passed Steve Nash in assists. And he's the all-time leading scorer in four fucking days. Imagine Patrick Mahomes breaking all of the records that quarterbacks have ever had. Imagine he breaks all of the records that quarterbacks ever had, but he doesn't get to Tom Brady's title thing. And along the way he becomes, he has the fourth most rushing touchdowns of all time. We'd be like, what are we fucking talking about?
1: Yeah. It's pretty insane. To be top five assist, number one overall score,
2: and his—he's he's fucking climbing the rebound charts, bro. It's not like he doesn't rebound.
1: Like I, I just don't know. You know, you don't want to say never. I just—the thought of someone doing that—it's not going to happen in our lifetime.
2: It could. It certainly could. But the bottom line is it hasn't happened before this. I am not the guy who's going to sit here and say LeBron James is the GOAT forever. Because like LeBron James, Michael Jordan played again. There was three guys in the NBA from fucking Europe when Michael Jordan played. Now, the four of the last five defensive player of the years are European. The five of the last six fucking MVPs are European or whatever it is like the, the game has expanded and LeBron still dominated like to a level that we've never seen before with that expansion. We 50 years from now, aliens could be playing in the NBA. And if an alien is playing in the NBA and some guy wins three titles and scores the most points ever and passes LeBron James in an assists and goes to 15 fucking finals against the Monstars, then they're the fucking goat. Until then, I agree with every Jordan Stan ever. Of course, Jordan winning six titles in the 1990s is more impressive than Bill Russell's winning 11 titles in the black and white era. Of course it is. No one thinks it isn't. The only reason it even comes up is because you guys are so fucking stupid. All you do is fucking talk about ring count. Of course, Jordan's better than Russell. And of course, LeBron's better than Jordan. Because he's he won two-thirds as many titles as Michael Jordan did when the league was that much fucking better.
1: Well, that there's the problem. There's people who don't want to say the league's better.
2: Well, those people are fucking boomer losers. And if they're not actually boomers, they have, they were fucking raised by a boomer and they just go, daddy told me, my daddy said, daddy said, Michael Jordan has got killer instinct. My daddy remembers a time when black folks had to use their own water fountains. and said, I prefer it.
1: It is crazy though. No one's discussing the fourth on assists. It's just kind of like a side note.
2: Right. No one's even discussing the fucking passing Kareem. Which, by the way, dirt balls, I'm highly considering spending fucking way too much money to go see LeBron break the record. The problem is I don't know which game to choose. Does he Does he go for it that one game earlier, or does, is it next Thursday? But anyway, if you want to support the cause, I'm Matt Joe on Venmo
1: what are the next few games
2: via LA via not LA uh so basically the what it the it's pr- it's pretty clear it's happening either tuesday at home against OKC or thursday of next week at home versus the bucks the his pace would say he gets to he gets it next Thursday. But actually, that's not really true. I think he's 89 points back. So his pace at 30 points per game would say that he would get it late in the game on Tuesday, I believe.
1: It's nuts, man. I didn't think
2: it would happen in our lifetime. I know. And you know what's unfucking believable dude? The idea that we're 10, 12 years removed you know from him winning his championship with the heat and also obviously even prior to that him winning the mvps and we had all the hype and we had the si and we had the espn coverage of his high school game and he lived up to it to the tune where he was scoring where he was winning mvps in the league and you're like holy shit we finally did it for once We finally fucking put a crown on the guy and he lived up to it. All the pressure in the world to be the next Michael Jordan. He becomes the MVP of the league. He becomes the MVP of a finals. You're like, we did it. And now the, the next half of his career happens. The guy we deemed the next great thing is going to pass every single person in the history of basketball at putting the round ball into the round hoop. Also, he's fourth all-time in assists and just passed a guy who is probably my argument for the second greatest passer ever.
1: Well, I know we've said this before. I always find it interesting that people don't want to do this with football, right? Tom Brady has all the passing statistics. Now, he also has all the rings. But with football, we just say... And rightfully so. Okay, Brady's the goat. He owns all the records. He's got the most rings.
2: He's the but he GOAT. lost. He lost Super Bowls, Andy. He lost Super Bowls. Joe Montana four and Bradshaw four and Eli two and What are we talking about? You get to the finals and you lose. What? Fi- what a loser, Tom Brady is. That's not how it works. I don't care how many titles you have. Bill Russell eleventh for thirteen. He lost one. He lost two. No. You're not allowed to lose. You're not allowed to lose. Goats all time. Bradshaw. Montana. Bradshaw. Bradshaw, Montana, Eli Manning.
1: Dude, Bradshaw for the record. Can we just get him off TV? Like him as a analyst and then his commercials.
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna I mean what, really what, what are we doing? It's really like, not they, a hot take for you because you're a, an NFL network guy. But the goddamn Fox pregame show at this point. So bad. It's not even that it's bad. It's pretty bad. It's it, it's it they're fine. It's it's fine, it's good, but like like not that I watch it, but here's the thing is how did they settle on like guys? 20 years ago, and then they've added straight hand, and they occasionally throw like a Gronk or a Sean Payton in the mix. Like, we can't shuffle out any of those guys. Terry Bradshaw, they didn't have they didn't have quarterback fucking communication in the helmets when Terry Bradshaw played. Howie Long played so long ago, he was he cut his hair into a flat top and stuck with it. <laughs> Oh, man. Jimmy Johnson's wearing the same toupee he's had for 30 seasons.
1: <laughs> I know.
2: Imagine, imagine walking to your home and your parents are still using a rotary phone. And you're like, why, guys? It is
1: interesting that I Fox – I like,
2: because the flat top is forever.
1: They ha- They have stuck with that where CBS has had so many different changes. They've had Bart Scott. They've had Dan Marino. They've had – which I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting some people, but they've had a lot of people go. Tony Gonzalez was there for like Shannon Sharp, Shannon Sharp. They, they, they've really,
2: I would just like to see them mix in some people. Yeah. Mix in some new blood.
1: Well, we got a, we got a call about Roma. We got dude. This dirt ball is worked up a Jersey dirt ball. Cause based on the call, I was like, okay, this has got to be a Bengals fan, but it's not, I'll play it real quick. Okay. Um, you know, I, I've obviously said my opinion on Romo.
2: But Look like, at Andy throwing up the dirtball hotline ticker as he goes to the calls. Look at this guy.
1: Am I gonna am I gonna need help? Am I gonna need an intern? I'm figuring this out. Am I gonna need an intern?
2: I don't know. I'm
1: figuring this out. Now we still have to do the small call, which is not good aesthetically, but uh we we are I'm, I'm gonna figure that out too. So this is a a, a turnt dirtball about Romo and his slurping of the uh, the Chiefs.
0: Boy, Nick, uh, I'm listening to uh, Dirty Sports Podcast on Monday. You guys are talking about the Chiefs game. And I'm just wondering if you guys notice how Tony Romo and Jim Nance literally dick ride the Chiefs every fucking time. And in my opinion, Tony Romo is the most annoying motherfucker to listen to. He's like a fucking... Five-year-old child with autism commentating over the game. I mean, who the fuck? Who wants to listen to that? And another thing that that I noticed watching that fucking game was when the fucking uh, was when the Chiefs won. Tony Romo and fucking Jim Nance were slurping the Chiefs while the camera showing the fucking Bengals guy crying because he caused the penalty. And they never even acknowledged the dude crying on the bench. They just were talking about, oh, the Kelsey Brothers are going to be in the Super Bowl, blah, blah, blah. Like, over. <laughs> like, I just found it funny how they didn't even acknowledge the dude sobbing on the sideline. They were just dick riding the fucking Chiefs. Anyways, my question is what do you think is the worst commentating booth right now? Is it, is it Fox, CBS, NBC? NBC is pretty shit. Mike Tirico sucks, cock whoa <laughs> anyways condom's off of Tony Romo
2: get him out of there.
1: So dude, it sounds like you're pretty negative from everybody
2: um like well we know we know when we we can rank them with that way we don't have to but like number one like in its own universe the the LeBron James of broadcasters is the manning cast for sure. there's LeBron James and there's everybody else. There's the Manning cast and then okay. And then you fall off of the moon through all of space and time and then fucking onto earth and then into the fucking Grand Canyon. That's the next level. Then we find next is probably Buck and Aikman, right? So I, I like
1: Buck and Aikman. I I really like
2: Kevin Burkhardt and Greg Olson. Yeah, yeah, but they're not like they're still new. Yeah, they're not even like the nat. They're not even the prime. They're. I mean, I guess they are. They're the. They are. They're the, the number one. Fox the number girl. one Fox guys now. They're good. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I mean, they don't. They haven't jumped Buck and Aikman for me. No, no I know for me, either. I know people hate Joe Buck. And it, what's funny is I've never hated Joe Buck, and I've never hated Troy Aikman. I actually think Troy Aikman does a good job too. They're a little, they keep it a little bit tame in terms of like the breakdown, but whatever. They get, they have a good rapport. Um, the after that, I mean, yeah, we can even go Olsen and Burkhart. I'm fine going to that next. I would put Nance and Romo after them. Interesting. So I, I here's the thing you love Chris Collinsworth.
1: I don't hate Tarico either. I, I would. To be honest, I would go, I would go Collinsworth, and definitely there's some home cooking there, some bias. I would do Collinsworth and Tarico personally.
2: Meanwhile, Collinsworth, like whatever Tony Romo and Jim Nance do for the Chiefs, Chris Collinsworth does for one team on in every game. True. And it doesn't matter how terrible the game is. Like this Baker Mayfield, man, he just he's got something about him. It's a chutzpah, you know. It's a what the French call it, the je ne sais quoi. I don't know what it is, Mike, but this guy, he's just got something about him. And you're like, dude, you can't do this for every game.
1: I'd say uh, Collinsworth, it's funny he's calling the complaint about Romo. Collinsworth jocks Mahomes worse.
2: Oh, well, way, way worse. But also, what's shameful is, uh, is, is Collinsworth jocks somebody every fucking game. Yeah. This jailing hurts, man. I mean, th- th- Chris Collinsworth gives out so many MVP awards that you're like, how many MVPs are there? I mean, if this guy's not the MVP, I don't know who it is. And then, like, Mahomes walks by. He's like, there he goes, the MVP. And you're like, fuck, dude, how many MVPs are there?
1: You know who I you know who I like, and they're not the top crew. But I like Ian Eagle and Charles Davis.
2: Yeah, Ian Eagle's good.
1: really grown on me. I mean, look, I, I think the problem with Romo is, and I've said this, he's just a dork, guys. Like that's I think what angers everybody is when he gets his excitement, and he he's just a nerd. And I think that's what bothers people. And I think it was obvious. I think they were wanting the Chiefs. I I don't know. I felt it. Who knows.
2: But there's also something with I know fans like especially and and listen I was like I said I had no re- real rooting interest in that game and I didn't but I also found myself pulling for the Bengals I think there is and and I'll repeat something that I said last episode I think there is Chiefs fatigue for some people correct they're sick of seeing them and I have to I have to double down guys. You, Until you meet a fucking Eagles fan in person during a game. Like, please set aside your Chiefs fatigue. It isn't even in the same fucking universe of how bad it is. Now, um, I think what happens is it's a combination of, like, when when people slurp Patrick Mahomes, when broadcasters slurp Patrick Mahomes, you guys are fatigued because it always happens and it seems like, but it's valid. Sure, it's valid. Like Patrick Mahomes deserves all the fucking slurping. Um, anyway, as far as rankings go, like we all agree, Herb Street and Al Michaels is like the absolute bottom of the barrel. Well,
1: right. I just don't. They just, th- it's just not a good pairing. I think it was a bad fit from the start. Yeah. At this one, point, one Al guy Michaels- should
2: stick to college football, and one guy should literally stick to Olympic hockey.
1: Well, Al Michaels, I've liked him over the years, but at this point, I think he's just cashing that check, right? He's mailed
2: it in. Just, I mean, it's not that hard, guys. Just give me Gus Johnson and Bregioni in a booth. Just give me the two of them. We just keep who can go bigger. Yeah. Ah, Patrick Mahomes! Oh, Kelsey. The Kelsey is so good.
1: Um, when was that game that Pergioni?
2: Oh, that was bad. That was, pre, that was pre his NBA run.
1: That was pre his NBA run? Yeah. I wish I had that handy. I don't have it handy. Um, You referenced the Eagles fans. So there's a lot coming out with the Eagles fan, and there's some things we didn't even discuss. First of all, you referenced it, but we didn't really go into it last episode because we had so much other football to talk. Joey Bosa versus Eagles fans outside the link.
2: Yeah. By the way, if I had seen that, I would have walked up and I'd be like, guys, let me just... You guys, are, you guys should be best friends. You both believe January 6th is the greatest day that ever happened in American history. Now, oh, stop it. Now, now split this sandwich from a gas station and kiss.
1: So an Eagles fan confronts Joey Bosa. I'm sorry. Yeah, Joey Bosa. He's in Niners gear to support his brother, Nick. He's with his family. And he confronts him. And I thought the exchange was hilarious, personally. Like, I've watched it a
2: bunch. I think it's hilariously pathetic on all sides. Do you? Yeah.
1: All right, so this is the exchange. He comes out with his phone.
2: Imagine having, but here's the thing. Imagine having gone that morning to a literal gas station. And getting your breakfast and then trash talking a multimillionaire while you're holding a sandwich you bought at a place where they refuel vehicles. And also you bought you, you bought your pint of milk that you're washing it down with there because you like your dairies to be the same place to be owned by the same people as your gas stations.
3: Oh, Bosa! No! Hey, when did the Chargers Wait, play what, this what week? Are you snapchatting your little butt buddies? You no, just
1: videoing you. Okay, so 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 let's stop it there. Bosa comes up and he says, "Are you snapchatting your butt buddies?" <laughs> Snapchapping.
2: Did yes, I say- an on the snap chatty.
1: Are you Snapchatting your butt buddies, you fucking loser? Which by the way, I don't hate that. I don't hate that.
2: That is the corniest fucking comeback of all time. Butt buddies? What year is this? Are you Beavis or are you Butthead?
1: <laughs> That's what I'm Dude, you're dealing with a I mean, look at the guy. He's a NFL defensive lineman, defensive end. I mean, look what you're dealing with. Like he's not gonna come with the wittiest response. Right. I'm saying I don't hate it. It fits the brand. It makes me laugh.
3: What do you snap, snap face in your butt, buddies? your pillow biter. The guy who's not playing today. Bosa. Bosa.
1: Bosa. Bosa. So his girl's like, yo, knock it off. And I love his dad in the background. Is that his dad with the glasses?
2: I don't know. Yeah, probably.
1: His dad's like the Italian Don of the Bosa brothers.
2: I also like his girlfriend's wearing Wonder Woman's boots. <laughs>
1: So she's and trying, he's to get, re-
2: and he's wearing sweatpants.
1: Yeah, she's trying to get him under control. Of course, the Eagles fans don't stop.
2: Bosa! My favorite part also is e- the Eagles fans. the e- the The quality of the Eagles fans tackles is bosa. Say something witty, bosa. Yeah,
1: I know it's pretty bad.
0: so can i me too
2: absolutely what's that the eagles fan coming back with i can afford the eagles fan like trying to match him in in finances is the (laughs) slave like you (laughs) ate breakfast at a gas station bro you just drank you just smoked a loose cigarette out of a tinfoil box you just fucking had a yingling You absolute human trash.
1: So what do you think of Bosa's response to that
2: saying? I'm rich. Is that lame? Yeah, it's pretty fucking lame. But he's but at least it's way better than butt buddies. That is a big man. Do you remember remember when we were at Beer Fest or whatever after the Ruther first pitch in Cincinnati? And we we started chanting Tebow sucks at the Jesus Freak. And it's just like, whatever. If I was there, I would have just started chanting all lives matter until all of those people were kissing.
1: Which people? Oh, the, the Jesus family.
2: Race. Well, no, I'm saying if I was oh. in this if I was in this situation, if I was a spectator, I would have just started chanting all lives matter until the, the racist garbage eater. And the fucking white supremacists started making out. Well,
1: look, we don't know what they really think, Prano. I don't know their politics for real. People just do memes and shit. I don't really know what the Boses think.
2: Well, they, I mean, there's a reason it's a meme. It's because he was fucking.
1: Because he liked like a Trump tweet?
2: Oh, uh, no, I think he was posting shit too, bro. I
1: don't know. I I don't know what they really think. I'm saying that they're playing football. You know, at the end of the day, I don't know, nor do I really give a shit about his politics. What I think is hilarious is that this is a large individual. Like, that is an imposing man. – that is not somebody I'm talking shit to. And this is what I hate is that –
2: Yeah, but he has his camera out. He knows exactly what he's doing. That's my point. He's never going to fucking come after him. You
1: know he's not going to do anything. Right. But that fan needs to get his face stomped in. It just sucks because these fans, whether it's this instance or any instance, they can talk all the trash they want with absolutely zero repercussion.
2: Yeah. And I hate that. That's what it's hate also, it's it. also why they shit talk opposing fans and the wives of players and the children of opposing fans and the wives of opposing fans. Because there's a group think and it's like we can spit on a woman. We can shove a woman. Because what are they gonna do? There's eighty thousand of us and ten thousand of them. Sure.
1: No, for sure. And and you and you sent us that me and Randy Ruther before the show. It was a tweet from uh, was it Fred Warner's girlfriend? I'm sorry, his wife said she's no never going back to Eagle Stadium. I didn't feel safe. The F and shoving. I hope your plane crashes. Dear God. I'm all about passion, but never
2: again. So fuck yous is it. F- fuck yous is a bit much for a woman, right? To, to get, to get screamed. Fuck you as a woman at an opposing stadium. That's already honestly too far, right? But sports fans are crazy. And a lot of them are drinking. And that doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me if it was Raiders fans or Bears fans or Bucks fans or Saints fans or Giants fans or Jets fans or Pats fans for sure. Eagles fans will shovel woman and tell you they hope your plane crashes. Yeah, that's why. That's Eagles fans.
1: Yeah, that's nuts.
2: And I tweeted and I quote tweeted this today and I will I will stand by it again. There are two people rooting for the Eagles this weekend or next weekend. Eagles fans and people who have not met Eagles fans. If you're a Broncos fan or a Raiders fan or a Chargers fan or a Bengals fan or a fan of some team Patrick Mahomes kicked the ass of in college or you know whatever the a team that a, a fan of a team that you lost a huge bet to the Chiefs you have simply not met
1: sorry go ahead
2: you simply not met an Eagles fan let me tell Broncos fans and Chargers fans and Raiders fans who have been tortured by Patrick Mahomes since he came into the league and will continue to be tortured by him losing football games to some guy sucks when you're when you imagine bringing your mother or your daughter or your wife to a game And having them be shoved by a man and told them and have them told, I hope your plane crashes on the way home. Oh, Patrick Mahomes beats us twice a year. Grow up. Root for the fucking Chiefs. This is about more than your fandom. It's about human decency.
1: So Justin sent us a Facebook clip and I'm going to play it. Of a Niners fan walking in <laughs> to the link before last Sunday's game. I'm not gonna lie, I'm laughing. Like it's everything you describe. <laughs> they're just, dude. They're, they're so angry, and I'm la- like, I wouldn't be laughing if I was there. But they are just so angry. It's so funny. The middle fingers, the fuck yous, the throwing the beers. It's just wild. And and just to see, it's like a, it's it's like a wrestling event. That's they how I bring their
2: it. own eggs. You know what I mean? They bring their own eggs to throw at opposing fans. And 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 the jokes I was making about Bosa and the fan he's talking to, it's the exact same thing. They spend their days on Twitter complaining about Biden and egg prices, and then they and then they're upset because it's too expensive for them to buy two dozen eggs to throw at human beings.
1: So. This is, uh, this is the video of the fans walking in to Lincoln Financial before the game. Welcome to Philly. Welcome to Philly. <laughs> <laughs> Look at... Dude, here's what I love there. Okay, right there. I love It's all these kids. Like, they've already been indoctrinated. Oh, yeah. It was a bunch of high school kids just running up, all giving the middle finger, fuck you, fuck you. It's, dude, it's wild.
2: Yeah, dude. They've been indoctrinated because there is they come from a violent place. Here's the thing. When the Eagles – those kids are 15, 16, 17 years old. And you know why the, this these games are so important to them? Because when they when this team doesn't win – when this team doesn't win, they go home and their mom has a fucking steak from the freezer on her face because their dad hit her with a fucking iron. They're human garbage. I imagine that domestic violence calls in Philly after Eagles losses go up 40,000 percent. These poor kids, that, that is what it is. Hurt people hurt people some teenagers like if we don't win this game I have to go home and like clean up blood and sweep up broken glass and take my mom off the out of the fucking garbage can in the backyard and then put my dad to bed and make sure he's sleeping upright so he doesn't choke on his own vomit and wawa fucking hoagie that's still stuck in his gullet
1: all right. Here's the rest of this.
2: Okay. Okay. Okay.
1: It's just like it's like an entrance. You know what it is? It's like a wrestler walking out and getting booed by the entire arena. <laughs> Hold on. Look at this girl. I mean, this girl, this girl, th- th- this is classic. Look, look, at, look at this girl. Look, look at, at this girl.
2: <laughs> look, look how she pre-decorated her black eye so that she has one one way or the other, win or lose.
1: She's just giving the middle finger as she's filming them. Oh, my God.
2: With her fucking camouflage fucking phone case. Her probably fucking seven year old Carson Wentz jersey on. Oh my God. Look at these people. Just savages. <laughs> look at all the poor people in their Wentz jerseys.
1: Well, hold on. This guy yells, get a job. Dude. <laughs> All right. This guy, this guy's calling out people to get a job. Look at this. This guy's like, get a job. This guy. Yeah. Where do you
2: think, where do you think this guy works? At Wawa, bro. What are we talking about? Oh, man. These are brave
1: souls walking through. He's like, I don't show.
2: work anywhere. I don't have a job. You you don't even want a job. I want a job, but fucking Biden won't bring back coal. And you're like, coal, bro? Coal?
1: Well, the first thing I want to say, don't waste your beer, especially if it's Miller Lite.
2: Well, don't waste your beer. Yeah, but if it's yingling, which is what all the that those f- pieces of trash drink. Yeah, it's why they drink yingling so they can spray it everywhere and not feel bad, your brown piss beer. I know yingling tastes like asparagus piss.
1: Well, I know. Uh, if you were out there tailgating, you'd be enjoying your Miller light, Joe. You'd be enjoying the atmosphere. The
2: thought of throwing the Miller light at some opposing fan that is the that is the dividing line between human and subhuman yeah a human would never
1: no they would drink it they would enjoy it they'd enjoy the tailgate with their friends they wouldn't be so caught up on the opposing team right because miller lite is dependable joe right that's the that's the dependable beer that you can count on that's right been there since 1975. No games, no gimmicks, just a great beer for people who like beer. It's brewed for taste. It hits different. So go for the beer that invented light beer. That's right. OG, numero uno. Miller Lite, great taste, 96 calories. Go to millerlight.com forward slash dirty sports to find delivery options near you, or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer. Celebrate responsibly, Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. And if you missed that, I have a ticker on the video, which has the website.
2: I love for- it. I love it. goes Miller Lite equal sign. <laughs> we're doing we're doing high school math.
1: Hey, man, I'm having fun with this. I'm having, You know, I'm, I'm trying to have a little
2: fun with it. Miller light, man. It's it's just so great. I was in, you know, I, I was I was it's it's amazing. I, I was talking about it while I was there in Wilmington. I had such a great weekend at Dead Crow Comedy Room in Wilmington, North Carolina. And I said, you know, it's the little things that go so far. Forget the city. I told you how great Wilmington the city was, but just for a comedy weekends, is the hotel good? Is the green room good? Do they serve Miller Lite? It's probably in order. Do they serve Miller Lite? Is the hotel room good? That green room is probably third. Do they serve Miller Lite? Number one. It's important. It's important. Where are you at this weekend? Sketchfest in San Francisco. I have a show. Uh, I'm on a stand-up show. I believe it's a 10 p.m. show on Friday, and then I'm hosting a sketch show on Saturday, San Francisco Sketch Fest, the final weekend. Come out. It's a it's a fun festival. Well, I, I should say I don't know. I've heard it's a fun festival. It's my first time performing my Sketch Fest debut. I heard there's fun after parties, all kinds of stuff to do. So if you're in San Francisco, uh, go to sfsketchfest.com and look for me. I'm on one show Friday, one show Saturday.
1: See how we naturally segued that, Joe? Right, Eddie. Thank you. Hey, man. That's what I'm here. That's what I'm here to do. So, in non-Eagles crazy fan news, there've been some coaching movements.
2: They're not. Let's. I'm happy to move on, but they're not crazy. They're despicable. Okay, it's a big difference.
1: Well, we've had some coaching moves. Sean Payton to the Broncos. You tweeted you were going to ride whatever the over under is on their wins.
2: Yeah, because I have a feeling now. I'm I I there's always a there's always a chance that Vegas learned their lesson about Russ this year, but I feel like Sean Payton is going to give them the same sort of win boost that they got with the Russell Wilson last year. <laughs> It came in at 10 and a half this year. Hilarious. who's um, was really w- 10 and a half. I believe it was 10 and a half this year. I rode that. It was glorious. Somebody said to me, I said, I'm going to ride the over under. And somebody was like, over oh, under seven and a half. What you got? And I'm like, what the fuck are we talking about? Vegas is going to do the same thing. They're going to be 10, 10 and a half. And I'm going to ride the shit out of that under. Because it's going to be seven.
1: You have zero faith that you just think Russ is
2: done. He's washed. Oh, well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. Because they have, all... you know, they have a good defense. Like, yeah, and Sean Payton, Mr. Defense. Um. Yeah, no, but my point known, is the defense is always, there. Known for always for having a great defense, right?
1: I mean, look, this is it right now. Like, this I'll say is... this:
2: I've always. Believed Russ was overrated. It's, here's a fun fact for you. I've always believed Sean Payton is overrated.
1: So how so about Sean Payton?
2: Well, first of all, I recall, like, I have a close relationship. Sean Payton was the Giants' offensive coordinator. And it was always, what the fuck is this?
1: Is that before it, he was Dallas's offensive coordinator? Yeah. Okay.
2: The, the Sean Payton... The, the thing that always bothered me about Sean Payton when he was the Giants offense coordinator is it seemed like Sean Payton had a philosophy and he was going to do that regardless of who his talent was. He was never going to adjust for his talent the same way the, the, the saints were this like screen heavy, short passing, blah, blah, blah. That's what the Giants were with Kerry Collins, a guy who had no touch whatsoever and was incredible at throwing the ball downfield. He's like, No, but what if I make Kerry Collins like do these, like a lot of little screen passes, a lot of little swings out to Tiki Barber, a lot of little tight end screens?
1: Yeah, but hold on a second. When he was the offensive coordinator, you guys made the Super Bowl. Kerry Collins had a great year. Yeah. So and what's we lost.
2: your I mean and we yeah, lost but you, got butt raped.
1: You you did get butt raped, but my gripe is his career was revitalized under Sean Payton.
2: And Wouldn't we lost a, the only Super Bowl that the Giants have ever lost because the offense didn't show up at all.
1: I, I know, but I my point is Kerry Collins. I don't think anybody thought Kerry Collins was going to get to a Super Bowl, Joe, after all the things that he battled. Pull up our Reddit
2: right now. Because the question was posed in the Reddit. I don't understand all the Mike McCarthy hate. And then it put Mike McCarthy's career numbers up against Sean Payton. And I, I replied and I said, you're missing the point. It's not why the Mike McCarthy hate. It's why the Sean Payton slurping. Okay,
1: so here it is. The Reddit post says I don't understand the Mike McCarthy hate and the coaching comparison is very similar. Extremely similar. As far as record, playoff wins and losses, losing seasons identical, Super Bowls identical. And and you and you hopped in and and you brought Andy Reid into it.
2: Yep. You want to read what I said Andy? Yeah, I'll read what you said. You said
1: people hated on Andy Reid, too. Then he got a generational QB, and that all went away because even he couldn't fuck that up. Meanwhile, McCarthy had a generational QB for more than a decade and went to one-third as many Super Bowls as Reid Mahomes went in their first five years. Instead of, in quotes, I don't get that McCarthy hate, you should be saying I don't get the Peyton slurping.
2: Because who else had a generational QB and went to fucking – one Super Bowl. Sean Payton.
1: Well, look, this this is this is the last chance.
2: Basically. And in Sean Payton's and in Sean Payton's Saints run, who are the standout AFC South teams? A Matt Ryan Super Bowl run? a Cam Newton one-off Super Bowl run
1: So where would you put Sean Payton?
2: Where would I put him? Middle of the pack. But I guess again, the question the question for you Andy is you're you feel exactly the same way as I do about Mike McCarthy? So why don't you feel the exact same way about Sean Payton as you do about Mike McCarthy? I don't know. You didn't you didn't see him blow enough playoff games.
1: Here's the thing, I I think they definitely choked away a lot of playoff games. Offensively, Saints had some good teams. I mean, Drew Brees' career, obviously worked in that system. All those numbers, all those yards, all those points. If if I'm coming at it from a who can turn Russ around, what other coach would you have? If if there if there's a chance to turn around his career and get him back to where he was, what other coach besides Sean Payton would you recommend?
2: John Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh, fucking Robert Sala. How about guys who are from Pete Carroll's mold of play defense? run the football, don't let this Jesus freak fuck it up with the let Russ cook. Now, instead of instead of seeing how Russ had success and how Russ failed, which is Russ, let Russ cook took over in Seattle and then they started to fail or come to the Broncos and let Russ cook and it was a debacle. Instead of saying, why don't we build a team around doing how Russ had success. You're going to try to turn Russ into Drew Brees.
1: But is that what, is that what he's trying to do? Is that like, I don't know. Is that going to be his goal or is he going to say, Hey, we really need to establish the run. I'm assuming Peyton's smart enough to say we really need a good run. Or that,
2: that, That would explain why Peyton was the guy who was like, let's go get Jameis Winston. When, when the Saints had a defense and the Saints had Kamara, did Sean Payton go out and get a game manager? No. Sean Payton went out and got the guy who threw 35 picks and was like, we could be explosive.
1: I don't know. I'm real curious to see how it plays
2: out, to be honest. I can't wait to see how it plays out. Pounding the 10 and a half under.
1: Well, yeah. I I mean, who's pounding 10 and a half. Who's pounding. that as the over. There's no, it's not even going to come close to that. I'm guessing right now, off the top of my head, it'll be around eight or eight and a
2: half. What a glorious turnaround. It will be for a once proud franchise to be a game under 500 and, barely missed the playoffs while paying their quarterback $50 million and trading draft picks for them, him and the coach. Well, look, if you can't give away all your draft picks to go eight and nine, what the fuck are we doing?
1: But if they win, if they make the playoffs next year and Russ throws 35 touchdowns, let's say 10 to 12 interceptions, 4,000 yards, it worked. The Sean Payton thing worked. If they make the playoffs and Russ has a good year, then the Sean Payton thing worked. They're literally putting it all in at this point because they have to, right? And they- you know
2: what? And you know what would make me so happy? You know what make me so happy? I'd actually probably be happier if they make the playoffs as a wild card team and get boat raced in a super wild card game, as opposed to going three wins again and them. Giving up on Russ and then getting high draft picks to draft the quarterback, good, good. Let Russ do what he did once the Let Russ Cook era started in Seattle. Go to the first round, be unable to convert on third down, fucking lose to Wolford.
1: I know, but again, I think right now you're you're just you you want to see Russ fail. Where I'm saying, look, let's see what happens. There's a good I chance don't he'll fail. See
2: Russ fail? No, I I just said I want to see Russ cook and them losing the super division super fucking wild card round because you know what i actually want the broncos to keep Russ for the next rest of his contract i don't want them to cut and run
1: but again if if he has a good year and they do make the playoffs then the sean payton thing works absolutely as far as an improvement
2: and listen and when you and when you're paying russ 50 million dollars I mean, improvements, you got to start somewhere. You got to start with improvement.
1: Well, you do. I mean, look, he hit rock bottom this year.
2: Yeah. But the move was, we have a good defense. Let's go out, get a quarterback, and let's compete, right? Debacle failure.
1: It was for sure a debacle last year. I'm saying you can't replicate that. You obviously have to get better. Let's just see how it plays out. Maybe I'm biased. I don't know why.
2: Will Sean Payton and the Broncos, forget Russell Wilson. Will Sean Payton make the Super Bowl as the Broncos head coach? No. That's truly the whole point, right? We're not talking about Sean Payton taking over and being the Marvin Lewis. We're not talking about him bridging you. Back into some sort of relevancy and then you figuring it out, right? The Broncos are 100% trading for Russell Wilson and 100% trading for Sean Payton to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, for sure. Do they even make one?
1: I mean, if I'm betting, no. Agreed.
2: Agreed. But if, if you I were telling me right now, Joe, I
1: don't think look, if you did you follow how it played out, they didn't get the guys they wanted, is my point. It looked like they wanted D'Amico Ryan's, they wanted Jim Hartball. Yeah. And they, Ryan's
2: goes and with guess what? Those were, were way better plans. Play the fuck out of some defense, run the football, let Russ manage. I think the first job of him
1: as the coach, like he's got to get Russ's ego in check. And 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 I don't know if he's the guy for that. I would probably say he's not a guy like Harbaugh. We don't know about Ryan's because he hasn't been a head coach, but he seems like that type of guy. Like they needed a guy to kind of get him in line, get him in check. And maybe both those guys wanted to stay away from Ross. And that's why they didn't come. Because he chose the fucking Texans. Domingo Ryan chose the Texans over Denver.
2: Yeah, and you know what? I would have. I would have too. Because they just fired multiple coaches after one year. He played there. He started there. He wants an opportunity to build something. Why, Why not go try to build something and do what I just said? and be a be a guy who's going to rebuild a franchise then show up in denver with russ with no draft picks and no fucking cap and be like win or get the fuck out yeah hey welcome to your first ever head coaching job uh here is a dumpster on fire turn it into a super bowl team you've got 18 months
1: Who wins a playoff game first, the Chargers or the Broncos?
2: The Chargers. And I hate that because Sean Payton is bad. He's not bad. He's fine. But he's way better than Brandon Staley. Yeah. And out out of the question is the Raiders, who we thought, there's all the talk. We haven't even touched on it. All the talk that we're going to get Tom Brady who is once again retired.
1: Do you believe Brady's retired?
2: Yes. Do you think I, think, was... I think Brady realizes now he should have retired after his Super Bowl with the Bucs. Do you think he regrets it? How can you not? Yeah. Is there, honestly, and and I'll, we'll use Elway as the example because everybody knows I'm a Peyton slurper, and everybody knows I'm a Mike Strahan slurper and whatever. But is there anything better? John Elway, couple of Super Bowls late in his career. Peace, I'm out. That's great. Peyton Manning shows up to the Broncos, takes him to the Super Bowl, loses, takes him to the Super Bowl, wins. Peace, I'm out. Michael Strahan, yeah. 18-0 and Patriots, 18-1 and Patriots. Peace, I'm out. Tom Brady, all the talk. Is it Belichick? Is it Brady? Is it Belichick? Is it Brady? Mike, drop it, bro. You had your opportunity.
1: I think that's ego. It's like, I want one more. I can get one more.
2: I also think Tom Brady is just straight up one of those dudes who's like, now what? I agree. Now I just kiss my son on the mouth every day?
1: He's got that job at Fox waiting for him. We just talked about the top crew. Sorry, Greg Olson. You're about to get booted. Brady's going to slide right in. He already signed that contract. I want, you know, not that I really care that much. I do wonder how much this really affected the demise of his marriage, him playing again. Or if he really cares. I don't know. But do you really think there's a possibility of Aaron Rodgers to the Raiders?
2: Um, I think there's a possibility. I still think Aaron Rodgers to the Jets.
1: Because I'm sure you saw what Devontae Adams tweeted and posted. I, I did not. Oh, you didn't?
2: No. Is it recent?
1: Yes, today, this morning.
2: Oh, I did not.
1: He's trying to get him in Las Vegas. Po- tweeted, uh, he posted it on Twitter. He posted it on Instagram. He it on a few things. Um forget where he posted, but basically somebody asked uh why don't I just put it in? Somebody asked where sorry, I'm terrible at this. Where we do need somebody. Um what was the post? Oh yeah. Somebody asked uh somebody asked him what Neighborhood is Aaron Rodgers moving to. And he quote to he quoted it and said, mine.
2: Okay. You want can we play a hypothetical? Yeah. Okay. Hypothetical. Um, obviously, free agency aside, right? We don't know what happens in free agency. We know that the Chargers have not fired Brandon Staley. We know that they have hired Kellen Moore to be their offensive coordinator. We know that the Broncos have not paid a hitman to relieve them of the Russell Wilson contract, they will be keeping him as their quarterback, and they have signed Sean Payton to fix him. We know that the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl and are the Chiefs. Hypothetical, Aaron Rodgers to the Raiders. We know nothing else about how these rosters change. Aaron Rodgers to the Raiders, all those other teams in the state that we just listed. How does the division finish next year?
1: Well, until somebody knocks the Chiefs off, they're going to win. Okay. So Chiefs won. Put Raiders at two. Raiders two. Well, then obviously it's either Broncos or
2: Chargers three. Who is it?
1: I mean, I want to say Chargers. But, you know, I, I just, I don't know. Like Staley, I, who knows? I'd probably say Chargers.
2: I agree, Andy. If this is what happens, I would go Chiefs win the division, Raiders two, Chargers three, because they're just so talented. And I don't think Staley, I don't think he's going to lead them that far. But, I think he's good enough to finish third in division, and then Sean Payton and Russell Wilson fourth. So, again, when we take our look at all the fucking things, like this is the move.
1: No, I know, but the NFL is just so hard to predict, regardless. Okay, well, we
2: just predicted it. This, this, this. We just predicted it similarly.
1: We did. Like,
2: I, I don't, I don't
1: dislike the idea of Aaron Rodgers and the Raiders. I think it'd be fun. And, And to be honest, I think. I think the Chiefs have had it relatively easy. I do. I, and I mean that. I just think, like, with all things considered, coaching matters. Now, Justin Herbert is obviously a great talent. But I think there's so many boob coaches in that division. They've had it pretty easy. As far as they don't they've – had, they've had some tough battles with the Chargers. They don't have good coaches. Right, like I like you look at like the AFC North. It's like you have Harbaugh, Tomlin. You know, it's like those are they're, they're going to be there. I I don't I don't know who's always going to be there in that division. Right. I'd like for that reason. I'd like to see Rogers and the Raiders. Right.
2: Listen, do you think it's out of the realm of possibilities that the Chiefs win this year and Andy Reid retires?
1: I don't know much about him personally. I know sure, if they win, for sure, it's not out of their own possibility. And then enemy just slides in as the head coach.
2: Not a lot of enemy talk lately.
1: I mean, dude, with these guys, you never know who calls the plays.
2: Right. right. I'm just saying not a lot of Bienemy talk lately last year was how can all how how dare they give Sean Payton the job instead of a young black head coach who's proven everything he needs to. Not, and and, you know, I think a lot of those things, whether they be right or wrong across sports, a lot of times is driven by agents. So suddenly Eric Bienemy's agents not like calling ESPN some fucking reporter and being like, hey, why aren't we t- making this tweet? Why aren't we writing this? Is it already decided? So you think. <laughs> bless you. So you think. I, I don't think. I just wouldn't be. I wouldn't be like, holy shit. Didn't see that coming. Yeah. Just snotted all over my floor. I've been sorry. Sick. Just, yeah, it's sorry. right. Unless you, I forget it. Want, it. Do you want to clean it up? No.
1: That was a good sneeze. Yeah you sneeze in numbers, like two, three?
2: Oh, yeah, usually. The, a one-off sneeze is serial killer shit. You just be like, Hada! and then you just move on with your day.
1: <laughs> that is some serial killer shit.
2: Can you imagine just a person walking around, Hashoo! and then that's it? They just move? Oh, man. Two minimum.
1: Yeah, I'm a, I'm a two minimum guy. Dude. Two minimum
2: because two, I didn't kill to small animals when I was a child. You got a water in that beer stein?
1: I do. Going with the the water and the beer stein.
2: Water, water and coffee.
1: Oh, wow. You got the, you got the dual effect going today. Are you going to watch in this Pro Bowl stuff?
2: Probably not. I'll be a sketch fest all weekend.
1: No, oh, I know. I just, I, I, I DVR'd it. This is the Manning effect just because my yeah, girlfriend, I my get girl, it. she's obsessed with the painting, the Manning brothers. Yeah. In the. In the so she's like, we can watch what we want just because they just make it so much more fun.
2: If I if I was just sitting around, that's what I'm weekend, saying. I probably would. Probably would. Because because of the mannings.
1: Like they're really hitting their stride
2: together. Give me 30 seconds. Yeah, go for it.
1: What what is your deal, Roscoe? Stretching on the wall? I got a dog here. It just needs my attention. 24 7. I've created this monster because I play with it. Dude, what are you doing? Come here. Come here. You want to say hi? Look at this guy. Look at this guy. He's just, he's just nonstop. This he's just nonstop.
2: It's amazing. I, I, I can't leave you. You 30 seconds. You got to pull the dog out to fill the airtime. <laughs>
1: Cause he's he's stretching all over the room and just I, he's like needs my it's like I've created a monster. I give him too much attention.
2: That's yeah, I had to a give train.
1: Had to give that build a bear a little love, right? I do, I do. I got him. We got him groomed last week at a new place down the street. I do like picking him up as the hero. Dogs hate that shit, man. Oh yeah. He was shaking, like shaking. He was, he was, he was shaking. He reminded me of, uh, he reminded me of, uh, God, why am I forgetting his name? The actor, Hoosier, Shooter.
2: Dennis Hopper.
1: When Dennis Hopper, when he had the shakes, cause he couldn't drink, he reminded me of Shooter. Just I'm like, dude, relax. You're going to get groomed. Do you need whiskey? <laughs>
2: I love that. I love that fucking uh, Roscoe is Kirk Cousins in prime time. Oh. Just like, uh, what? S- somebody help me.
1: I can't handle it, man. Um, You you want to talk a little baseball? I got a little baseball on the rundown.
2: What is happening right now?
1: Yeah. Got a little baseball on the rundown. Hit me. Major, Major League Baseball Network yanked from YouTube TV as lineup contracts break down. And I got the notification in my email. So now the MLB Network is off YouTube TV, which obviously isn't like the biggest, but 5 million people subscribe, me being one of them. It's off. And then we got a call about it. Because did you follow what's going on with Bally's? Nope. In baseball, which is like a big, I remember, I,
2: I know Bally's is, is, is the regional sports network for a lot of baseball teams,
1: including the Cardinals, Reds, a lot of them. I'm going to play the call real quick from, uh, will from Missouri. Cause it's about, uh, what's going on. And he actually alludes to YouTube TV. This is before the YouTube TV thing happened.
3: It's will from Missouri. Uh, I'm sorry. I get a little heated in that last call. Um, I'm calling in regards to the Bali Sports um, bankruptcy. So, essentially, the NHL, NBA, and MLB's regional sports network, Bali Sports, is going under. So there's going to be a big shakeup in the way us fans are able to watch games. And as you know, um, MLB, with all their blackout bullshit, uh, really has a chance, I think, here – to maybe get in and deal with YouTube TV. Maybe get a deal and have fix their app so we can watch the games. Um, and it really sucks, too, as a Cardinals fan, because um, we're probably going to, of all the franchises affected, we're probably going to get hit the most because of the way our revenue is tied up at TV deals. Um, but I'm just curious what you guys think. Do you think that teams will start taking a more approach or a league approach to you know like creating their own app or possibly signing deals like the cubs do with wgn or the yankees with yes Um, let me know what you guys think hopefully it's for the better and we can get rid of this stupid ass cable bullshit i'm not getting fucking direct tv i'm 25 it's 2023 so anyway it's just curious what you guys think stay
2: Well, first of all, yeah, I mean, certainly don't get, don't get, um, direct TV now because football's gone. Yeah. I can't, I can't believe, I can't believe that, uh, I can't believe that fucking direct TV even still exists.
1: Yeah. Well, here's what's crazy. And it just shows how lost Major League Baseball Network is. They can't figure out the contract with MLB network and YouTube TV. The NFL just paired up with YouTube TV. Right. Which makes me think like everything's going that way. Right. The Bally's thing is a disaster. So
2: there's, there's so many levels to, I love
1: how you called it. Bally's is it? Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) yeah. I think it was some people dancing in in colored dresses. It's Bollywood. Um, So there's so many levels. First of all, Bally's what kind of what kind of company are you where you're literally a gamble you're literally a casino, so you should be making money hand over fist. And you got like all of these regional sports networks, when it comes to like you know, he mentioned the yes network, for example, which is the I believe the very first one where it was like essentially a franchise-owned. I believe at this point it's shifted over the years, but I think at this point the Yankees are essentially the majority owner of yes, but like by a percentage or something. Like I think they own 28% or something like that. And then a bunch of other media groups own it. But like it's a Yankees controlled network. So first of all, if you're Bally's, how did like these regional sports networks make so much fucking money? How did you fuck that up? How did you have multiple teams and multiple different sports things and not know how to fucking make money? But also, to answer Will's question, any team, the Cardinals, for example, who don't immediately put together a media conglomerate to have Cards TV, a St. Louis sports regional network that can cover them and the Blues And, you know, slew basketball or whatever are fucking stupid because the Yankees set that tone with. Yes, I mean, we're going back. I don't even know how many years ago now, 15 years ago or something like that, maybe 18 years ago. And all they do is make money off it.
1: And and this is a huge deal as I pull up more to learn more. I mean, they have. They have 19 regional sports networks that control MLB, NBA, and and NHL. All told, Sinclair, who owns Bally's, purchase involves exclusive rights to 42 professional teams consisting of 14 MLB teams, 16 NBA, and 12 hockey. I mean, for MLB and NBA, that's almost half the league. Like... In each sport. I mean, what a what a disaster. I know when I got YouTube TV or when they went, like, Bally's was dropped. So, like, I haven't been able to watch any Reds games. Not that I would
2: want to uh, right. for the last couple years. What a mess. They call you Broadbandy Andy. If it's dropped from YouTube TV, you're out.
1: Oh, I mean, YouTube TV, I assume, is going to go up. It's seventy bucks a month. I, I've been on that since like day one. I got, I got, I mean, I got my. This is the. I got my dad on YouTube TV
2: in like twenty eighteen. Like I had YouTube TV for a while. Um, I no longer because I recently realized, and and it'll be interesting to see how as a family we'll have to shift this. But I recently realized that I can just, on my smart TV, just add the DirecTV app. And now, not only do I have all of Mikey's TV channels, but I actually have it because he's based in New York. Like, I have MSG. I have, yes. Oh, I have wow. fucking whatever, which is tremendous. Um, but also, Mikey obviously has TV because of football. And now sure. with, the, with the NFL package going, where are they going? Am, like, you Google, YouTube TV, yeah, Google. Okay, got it. So it'll be interesting to see how we have to make that adjustment as a family. I, I look forward to hearing word from the
1: as a family. Yeah.
2: Listen, I have Apple Plus. That's the password I share with the family.
1: You got to share something.
2: This I, I this share, with my brothers. I, I share Apple Plus
1: because my brothers were using my YouTube TV for like a year and a half because you can have three screens at once. And it didn't affect me. Right. Now I got someone else watching and she already had HBO max. So my bro, my brother is like, well, you have my HBO max. Don't need it anymore. See, you yeah.
2: My, so in my family, I have Apple plus my sister has Hulu. Okay. My brother has direct TV, which actually via the you know you sign in you get like I can I I sign into HBO via his Direct TV I sign into Showtime via his Direct TV it's so really paid for that but then he also pays for Paramount Plus and John pays for Disney
1: there's just so many out there like I can't keep track of all of these and it's disappointing because I would like to watch MacGruber which is on what exclusively on peacock why don't
2: you just buy it because you love mcgruber so much i'm
1: talking about the they have a tv show now
2: oh it's hilarious
1: yeah i know you're not a big mcgruber guy no which is which it is kind of blasphemous to be honest
2: i here's the 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 reason that i will consider i just i never liked the sketch i remember watching the movie and being like this is dumb oh my the, god the the reason so funny the reason i'm willing you know i'm I usually I'm pretty firmly in the ground on my beliefs and things I'll tell you I'm not it probably won't happen anytime soon but there's one reason and one reason alone that I'm considering giving it another look and that is val Kilmer he's just so good that if he believes in it I is
1: he in? Am. Is he in the show? How can he act? Because he can't. Speak. No,
2: no. I'm saying the movie. I'm not gonna no. watch. I'm not gonna watch the MacGruber TV show. I Wouldn't watch a MacGruber TV show if you had my fucking. If you had a gun in my mouth, I'm just saying. Maybe just rewatching the movie. It's
1: hilarious, man. But you don't. But that's not your type of humor. I love that stuff. I think it's so funny. Dude, when he sticks the celery in his butt. Like that's Andy Ruther.
2: Listen to what you just said. You had you had you have all this fucking apparently hilarious movie. And your first example is when he sticks the celery in his butt.
1: Oh, it's great. I mean, the end scene. (laughs) It's one of the best end scenes of a a movie ever. Let alone comedy. I think it's I think it's absolutely brilliant. You need to watch it again. Exactly if, if Kilmer's standing on it. You should. Well, give us a ring 310-359-8365. It's on the ticker. You can see it. That's the hotline. Call in, let
2: us know. I'm gonna have to start giving you my plugs to put on the ticker. At you Joe Prin on all social media except for Twitter where I'm at Fix Your Life. Sketchfest this weekend, Friday, Saturday. And then, uh, middle of February, we're in San Diego, the Great Pizza Staro, Candy's Boom Boom Room, I believe, on the 15th, Madhouse Comedy Club on the 16th, no Vino up here in uh, Glendale slash Atwater Village on the 16th. And then both of us will be at Westside Comedy Theater on the 17th. And then. Last best comedy show in Bozeman, Montana, March 10th. Montana, I am coming to you. One of, I believe, four states I have not made an official visit to. I believe all that's left for me is Montana. No, it might be. Yeah, Montana, Minnesota, North Dakota, Hawaii.
1: There we go. Great. There we go.
2: Joeprinter.com for all live
1: shows. Thank you. You like like how I did that? Yeah. Now, there is a little concern that I might go haywire with this stuff. I I did put in the YouTube comments Do we like the ticker? People seem to like it. Great. I just don't want to be out of control because we all know, like, I taste a little something and then sometimes I get a little out of control. You guys can follow us on social at the dirty sports. So, yeah. We're putting up more videos. We're grabbing clips from the show. It's a lot of fun. So check us out on YouTube. But also listen on audio. We love it all. All right, guys. That's the show for today, February 2nd, 2023. We'll be back on Monday for some new stuff. Have a great weekend. And as always, stay dirty.